I just really wanted to lean into that authenticity um, and being exactly who I want to be and comfortable with that. Hmm. And I think I kind of knew I needed this sort of um, this venture in order to find that and to really find what makes me happy. Welcome to the Passion to Brand podcast, a show of real stories from people who turn their passions into thriving brands through social media. I'm Brett Johnson, founder of Passion to Brand. And I'm Dale Schaefer, founder of DaleSchaefer.com. On the show today, how Hannah Hendrickson turned her passion for travel and outdoor photography into the well-known brand, Johanna Hendrickson. Today, you don't have to scroll very long on Instagram to come across a beautiful landscape shot of the mountains or a reel documenting someone's recent journey throughout some extravagant part of the world. However, if you take some time and and click on the profile behind these creators, I'm sure you will find a quite extraordinary story. Well, this was my experience with Hannah. After constantly seeing her photos on my search page, I decided it was time to learn more behind the creator of the Johanna Hendrickson brand. Well, um, I grew up in Port Angeles, Washington, which is out on the Olympic Peninsula. And um, that's right across from Victoria, Canada. So I had um, a pretty cool childhood in that sense because I grew up in like a very beautiful place. Um, So I had the ocean right there. We have the whole rainforest, Hurricane Ridge, so like the mountains, um, the coast, all that stuff. Really beautiful place. Um, That's where I grew up. And I went to a really small school in Joyce, Washington, which is actually 30 minutes west of Port Angeles. So I went to a school out there, which is K through 12. Uh, there's like 250 students. I think my graduating class had like 15 people maybe. So I, yeah, that's kind of how I grew up. A lot of the people I went to school with, I'm still friends with, even though our lives are very different. Um, it's just kind of funny growing up in that small of a town, seeing where people's lives go because you have like such a small community. And yeah. even if you're different than your friends, you, you know, keep up with them and see where everyone winds up and I still see my friends from high school sometimes. Oh, that's amazing. Growing up um, very near, um, you know, Olympic, I would imagine that was probably much of your childhood was centered around being out in, out in nature. It was, um, especially because my parents, um, they actually moved out there to be park rangers. My parents are kind of interesting because they've, um, they've known each other since they were like 16 years old and they've actually kind of correlated the work they've done. So they've both been park rangers. They're both um, wild firefighters for a while. And oh, wow. Yeah. Now my dad does farming and my mom's a nurse in town, but that's why they ended up moving out there. Where were they? Where did they move from? Um, they moved from the East Coast. I can't right. remember if they, um, where they lived together before then, but my mom's from Jersey. My dad's from New Hampshire. Oh, nice. So do you have any, I guess, memories from from, I guess, being, being an Olympic, I mean, at a young age, I mean, if you're, if both of your parents are, uh, were, were so heavily involved at Olympic, I would imagine like you probably knew all the trails, like you probably could have been a tour guide. They would always try to take me hiking. And I was like, ah, I don't like this very much. Like I would do it as a little kid. And then as I got a bit older, I was like, oh, hiking's not cool. I'm gonna go play video games. <laughs> That's what the cool kids are doing. Yeah, the cool kids aren't hiking. But um, so I went through a little bit of that where I didn't really want to um, be in nature, but I did grow up out there. So I spent a lot of time there when I was a little kid. And then um, 
it was funny. I actually got more into hiking and being out in nature after I had moved away from Port Angeles because I think it kind of took me to see, oh, wow, that's like a really uniquely beautiful place and not everywhere is like that for me to appreciate it. Yeah, that was a that was a wild, probably wild discovery for you. <laughs> like, I think I, I knew it. I was like, oh, yeah, I live in a pretty place. But like, you know, you don't really realize that until you see other places. So, yeah. What took you uh, out of the area? Um, so the first big trip I did is I went to Japan and Japan's awesome. But I think that's sort of like what got me into wanting to travel more um, because I just hadn't really done it before then. And yeah. it definitely like made me want to see more and in the United States as well, because I also hadn't really traveled outside of Washington much at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So I must ask, why Japan? What was, was that like a, I guess you were in high school at that point, right? Yeah. So I did running start at the community college. So I was um, getting my AA degree while I was also getting my high school diploma. But um, I ended up going to Japan actually because my boyfriend at the time um, was really into um, Japanese. Like he taught himself how to speak it. And then I really wanted to see the snow monkeys there. Oh yeah, nice. Sort of like a dual thing and we wanted a cultural experience. So we we went there for a month together. Uh, okay. And then you came home and then, uh, I guess, and, and, and then what? I mean, were, were you like, okay, travel is going to be my future? So I had taken a year off basically from college um, after I had gotten my AA and my high school diploma. Um, so instead of going straight into college, I took that it wasn't a full year, but I took a little time off because I basically wanted to try to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, I was working at Baskin Robbins. Then I moved to Olympia, Washington, where I went to college. And um, that's when I started kind of going on road trips more and got more into hiking. And that's really when kind of all of this started. Okay. So college, I mean, were you, uh, I guess, what was your, what was your major in college? Like what were, what were you going after? Uh, I have an art degree. So I was, um, I went to Evergreen State College in Olympia, which is a bit of an unconventional school in which they don't have grades and they really only have two majors. You could have an art degree or a science degree. Um, it's a little, it's just a bit of a weird place, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I did an art degree, but I took a lot of classes in like um, evolutionary biology and psychology, sociology, all that stuff too. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So you you got to still, I guess, have a... Uh have a college, you know, experience, you're, you're wanting to, um, you know, been out in nature, you're wanting to pursue, you know, pursue that art major. What was like, what was the plan? I mean, you get that art major from, from college. What was the plan after school? Like what was, what did day one look like after you graduated? Oh man, honestly, I had no plan. Um, Love it. I really, I didn't know what I wanted to do that time I took off after um, getting my AA. I was like, I'm going to figure out what I want to do with my life in six months. And it, it didn't really happen. Um, I picked Evergreen because both of my parents went there. Um, it was nearby, so I could, you know, stay close to home and visit. And it was sort of, it's an experimental college. So you you have that ability to kind of try out different things and see what you like best. And I sort of thought, well, this is a great way since I don't really know what I want to do. I'll probably find out here hmm. um, by taking classes. And then that'll help me decide on a career. Um, so that's why I did a lot of psychology classes because I've always been really interested in that. Obviously art. Um, I've done art ever since I was a little kid and I would do commission pieces here and there. Um, not a ton. 
And I didn't really like doing that very much, to be honest. Um, I realized that I really only liked doing art if it wasn't my job. Mm. And I kind of felt like um, it sort of soured my enjoyment of it, turning it into work. So I kind of stopped doing art, honestly. And I started doing more photography because it was a hobby at the time. And it became my main hobby and the things I would want to do on weekends. So I was doing a lot of photography and I was doing a little bit of art, but not as much um, after I graduated. And that's when I moved up to Bellingham because um, I didn't love Olympia that much. It's an interesting town, but I didn't really feel like I fit in there. Mm. Uh, and I visited Bellingham and absolutely loved it. I've definitely continued to be um, even more into photography because Bellingham is also really close to Canada. Um, not Vancouver Island, like in Port Angeles, but, you know, I'd pop up there. I'd go to Banff. Um, all the beautiful places in British Columbia are so cool. Mm. Uh, the North Cascades are right there. It's still by the water and it's closer to Seattle. So it's not as isolated as Port Angeles. Uh, I really like Bellingham a lot. Mm. Were you making money as a photographer or is it purely a hobby? Uh, it's purely a hobby for quite some time. And then since I was posting my photos to Instagram, I started getting a small following. And then I started working with brands here and there because they would reach out from them. I remember the first thing I did was for a shoe company. I think I had like 2000 followers at the time. And I remember when they reached out to me, I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. <laughs> so was that the introduction into, into you know, I guess uh, your your brand on, on Instagram? I mean, was that, was that the, I guess, the starting point for you? Yeah, I guess so. I would just Honestly, I still post the same type of things that I did back then for the most part. Uh, like my photography style hasn't really changed that much. I really like capturing um, landscapes and with people in them. Sometimes I'm getting a little bit more to portraiture, which has always been something I've liked to do, but um, definitely not my main focus. Gotcha. Yeah. So you're like, well, shoot. Um, well, this pair of slippers is not going to feed me tonight. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I still need to to make money. You know, I'm, I, I guess. So what, what, I guess, what were you doing um, from a job standpoint? You know, did you, were you, uh, you know, employed or were you just still doing a bunch of, you know, freelance kind of work? Yeah. So when I moved up to Bellingham, um, I pretty much got a job with Freedom Vans right off the bat. Um, okay. I think I'd been up there like a month and I found a office assistant position on Craigslist and I didn't have any office experience, but I had looked at the job. And I thought the job listing sounded so cool because I didn't even know there was such a thing as a van conversion company. Um, I had a van at this point. So I had a Chevy Astro van that I'd taken on a road trip up to Banff with and gone on some trips here and there. So I was already kind of dabbling in van life. So hearing about the company and like learning about the job, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. This is like perfect for me. I would love to do this for them. And then I was thinking, I was like, oh, I could help them with their social media too. Like I have so many skills that could benefit this company. And I thought at the time I wasn't going to get the job, I think, because I had been applying at a bunch of places and just like not hearing back. Hmm. Um, but I was super excited. So I like sent over an email and um, got an interview and got the job. And hmm. I've been there ever since. Wow. So when was that? That was in 2018. So this was before, I mean, yeah, so you're probably right. I mean, van conversion companies were probably still 
relatively small. I mean, it was a small industry, you know, three years ago. So yeah. they probably were super stoked to have you on board. <laughs> They're like, this, this girl knows photography. She knows uh, social media. Having someone that is creative was probably super helpful for them to have you on board. Yeah, definitely. And um, Kylie, the co-owner, is awesome because she's sort of like a jack of all trades. She does it all. Um, and she could do pretty much everything, I feel like, at that company if she had to. But obviously it was um, getting a lot for just one person. So, um, yeah, they brought me on board. I helped out, answered emails, answered the phone, um, did their photography. And I'd been there about six months when I got promoted to like my job title change from office assistant to sales and marketing. And it has been helpful starting out as an office assistant mm -hmm. because I've done a lot of different things there. So I can kind of hop in as needed in totally. different areas. Like when my boss went on maternity leave, I was able to um, take over doing estimates for a little mm -hmm. bit for her, um, even though that's not something that I've traditionally done in the past. So yeah, my job, my job just kind of changes based off of what's needed at the time and yeah, what's going on. Yeah. I mean, when you're, when you're one of the first employees and now I've tripled and, and, you know, quadrupled potentially in revenue and you're just growing, it's like, you're, you're the jack of all trades at this point. I mean, you're, you've, you've got a lot of information, a lot of knowledge and on how to, uh, to, yeah, just meet demands. So that's, that's, yeah. What a, what an amazing, so it's called freedom vans. Tell me a little bit about that name. I mean, that's sounds like from, from what I know about, uh, about you, that, uh, freedom van sounds like it'd be a probably good culture for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, they called it freedom vans because, you know, gives people freedom from like the nine to five and yeah. all that stuff. We all kind of have the same, same vision in that aspect. So yeah. Yeah. I always wanted to do van life and I just never, never made the jump until this year. So mm -hmm. it's been awesome that they've been, you know, supportive of that and flexible, helping me make it work due to the nature of the company. You know, some other places wouldn't have been as welcoming. Yeah. So tell us more about how you made that decision to, to move towards the van life. Yeah. So it's something I've really wanted to do for years now, honestly. Um, but a few things just always kind of got in the way. So I, n I didn't really want to leave my job because I was kind of needed there physically um, for a lot of the time I was there. Um, I was in a serious relationship throughout the whole thing and he wasn't able to pack up and leave whenever. So that was a huge reason I didn't. And then also just um, the uncertainty of it all. Like it's, if it's a life that you haven't lived, I feel like the life sounds really scary mm. and just like, like a weird, wild way to live in a lot of ways. But especially if you don't have a really nice van, if you're, if you're working with what I'm working with, sometimes you feel a little bit homeless <laughs> instead of, you know, mm. Hashtag van life, but it's worth it to me for sure. So how's it been? I mean, you're, you've been on it for, I guess now, um, yeah, I guess a couple months. I mean, how has it been so far? Oh, it's been amazing. Um, I don't even think it's been a month yet, but oh my gosh, I'm loving it so much. I think just like getting over that hurdle of like not knowing what to expect, being worried about all these things, you know, that are either out of your control or all the what ifs of it. Um, I have a little spot in Bellingham that I'm renting for $300 a month where I'm keeping some things. And then that's a place I can stay at when I'm back in town. So I still kind of have a bit of a home base. Mm. Um, I love it so far. Yeah, it hasn't yeah. been too long, but I'm, I'm really happy that I've made the steps that I've made to live a lifestyle that I want. 
um, and that inspires me. So tell us uh, what a typical day uh, in your life is right now as a van lifer. Yeah, so um, how it's looking right now is I'm on the move quite a bit. Um, I am in Arizona, and I'll be here for the rest of the month. And I was in Utah for a couple of weeks. So I guess I have been moving around a lot, but kind of staying in the same area. Hmm. Um, But basically, during the week, I will work. So um, Monday through Thursday, I'm kind of doing like five to seven hours a day of work, depending on the workload. Um, And I'm usually at either a friend's house or a coffee shop or working from the van um, at a place with Wi-Fi during that i'm hoping to get a hot spot at some point here soon so i can work mm-hmm. more like you know out in the desert mm-hmm. but that's kind of what my weekdays are looking like and then on the weekends um i'm usually out and about shooting um doing sunrises sunsets meeting up with friends and photographers and um yeah just kind of going where the wind takes me like i didn't know i was going to wind up in sedona this weekend i wasn't really sure what i was doing and then here i am yeah, you get that, you have that freedom. You have the flexibility now. Yeah, I can do whatever I want, which is yeah. crazy because it's, it's just like such a weird concept to wrap my head around. Like, of course, anybody can do anything you want at any time, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I definitely have a lot of flexibility with yeah. what I want to do right now. And it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, as, as a photographer doing your photography, having that flexibility to be able to be like, I can go wherever I want to go, you know, at any point I can go where I want to go, you know, and of course your, your brand that you have established through, through your, your Instagram. I mean, that, uh, you know, that, that, that obviously has probably helped. I mean, you just being able to be so versatile to, to be able to take shots wherever you want to take those shots. Um, and we always ask, ask this question, Johanna, I'm, I'm curious from, from your, your perspective. I know you've been on Instagram, uh, for a while now, you know, long before, you were even trying to to create a brand. You were just posting a lot of your your shots, a lot of your photos that you were taking. I mean, um, this might come as a silly question to a photographer, um, but why why have you decided why did why was social media, Instagram in particular, why was that a platform that you really wanted to to build uh, your brand around? Um. Well, it's different, and I really really liked it. And I liked connecting with friends and connecting with new people and then kind of growing a little community um, and experimenting with what I kind of wanted to portray my life like. So it's been, I keep all of those images up too. Like I know a lot of photographers, if they go from a personal Instagram account to a business one, they'll delete all that old stuff, but I keep it. I love looking back on it. I think it's super fun to see how I've evolved as a person and as an artist, because I used to post a lot of my traditional art um, I'd post selfies, all kinds of stuff. And then you can kind of see in my feed, it evolved from when I was doing that. You can kind of pinpoint like when I started getting into actual photography and then when I decided to solely post that. Hmm. Um, so I really like that. I really like Instagram based off of the community aspect. I like it based off of the art aspect. I don't like it that much anymore. I feel like it's, it's tough to grow as a new creator on Instagram, unless you're doing reels and hmm. I mean, I really like photography specifically. And as the uh, CEO or whatever said, it's not a platform for that anymore. So, yeah, which is tough. You know, that that is it's hard. I mean, if if you are wanting 
uh, you know, to just to to stick to that art, which is certainly an art and it's not going away. Photography in in essence will never go away, right? It's just, you know, probably just it'll evolve. But that if you really enjoy a photography, that's that's tough, you know, tough to hear something like, you know, something like that. And that's what I was really curious about. I mean, with you know, you you've continued to grow, right? Your brain continues to grow on Instagram. And and I think it's such a cool, like what you just said, you know, you you don't delete old stuff because really your Instagram just shows your journey. Going back and deleting feels like you're going back and deleting a part of your history, which um doesn't feel feel right to you. So I guess I'm curious now, right? You're in this new kind of section of life that you've been in the past couple of weeks. Uh, is that more of what we're going to be probably seeing on, uh, I guess, on your Instagram is more of, of that van life uh, experience? Yeah, I definitely think that's going to make its way in. Um, right now, I'm kind of figuring out what I want to do with my account, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I do want to do reels, I guess. Um it's funny. I do kind of feel like I'm being backed into a quarter almost like if you if you want to continue to use Instagram like uh, grow on it, you kind of have to do it that way. Um, but I'm gonna have fun with it for sure. I think I just have to think outside the box and do things differently than I have been doing it. Um I've also hopped on Twitter recently. Um and I haven't used Twitter before, but there's a great photography community on there. Hmm. Um a lot easier to get your stuff seen as well. So hmm. Hmm. been dabbling in that also um but yeah i i still love instagram even though it it doesn't love its users very much <laughs> yeah a little tough on its users sometimes so how is uh, your followers uh you know adapted to your van life uh you know moving in that direction have, have they been very supportive uh have they given you much feedback i've really only gotten support from pretty much everyone i've talked to about this I definitely feel like some people have concerns and I think that's just sort of natural, especially as a woman, people have concerns about this lifestyle. So that's really all I get. I've never heard anybody say anything like, oh, you're crazy or this is so stupid or what are you doing with your life? Nothing like that. But yeah, it's funny when people are like, I'm so jealous. You're like goals, like you're living your best life. And I'm like, yeah, I love to hear it. Yeah. So let's interject with uh, with with a question of what are some some things that people don't see, right? It's like because it's true van life right now. It's like it's it's a hot thing, right? But a lot of it, hashtag van life and you know videos you see on YouTube they only they show a lot of the good, right? What are some struggles yep. that you've I guess you've experienced or you know I know it's only been been a little bit, but that you that you've experienced so far. I think if people don't um, understand the whole van life thing or if they don't know me personally. Just based off of how my van looks and how I look in my van, um, it's a bit rugged looking. So um, I got sick a couple weeks ago and I had to go get a COVID test. I didn't have it, but the lady who tested me was saying I should go back in a couple of days and get tested again because she thought maybe I was in the early stages and it wasn't showing up. Um, So I was in Green River, Utah at this point, and she's like, I'm going to be in Moab on Saturday. And you should come down there and get tested if you can. And I was like, yeah, okay, I could probably do that. And she looks at me and she looks at my van and she goes, I don't mean to be rude, but can you afford to get to Moab? But, you know, that's how it looks to some people that aren't, um, you know, if you don't see that good side of it, I kind of look like a homeless lady. So, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, at the end of the day, um, your happiness and your your sanity and and who you are is is most important, right? To be honest, we hung out and obviously have have talked with you uh, since, 
something that I've really grown to appreciate. And I think it is very uh, relevant and seen on, on your Instagram as well is you're just a, an authentic person. You're a humble uh, soul and, and you're not out to impress. You know, you're just like, listen, you know, this is, this is my, my life and this is what's important to me. Um, you know, and, and I think the last time we hung out, you had, had said something that had really stuck with me and I just want to press into it a little bit. Um, if, if you're comfortable, but you had said, uh, you said this next year when I had asked, um, you know, what does this next year look like for you? You had, you had mentioned that, uh, you run a, take this year to, to, to find peace and to really feel grounded, uh, within yourself. Um, what did, what did you mean by that? Well, it's been, um, a tough year for me. I've been through a lot of changes. Um, so, you know, at the beginning of the year in April, I ended a seven year long relationship, which definitely shakes your life up, uh, no matter if it's for the best or not, you know, it just, it kind of changes everything. And, I needed to do that in order to grow within myself and become someone who I really liked. I just really wanted to lean into that authenticity um, and being exactly who I want to be and comfortable with that. Hmm. And I think I kind of knew I needed this sort of um, this venture in order to find that and to really find what makes me happy. Um, so that's sort of what this whole thing has been about. I know that I love traveling. I know that I love taking photos. And I just knew that even though this was a scary thing to do, it was something I really wanted deep down, even though it was going to be really hard to get there. And it was really hard um, up until I left. You know, I had a lot of doubts. I went through a lot over the summer and um, I just kept pushing and going towards what I knew I deep down really wanted and just hoping that it was what I wanted. And I'm really, hmm. really happy that I've done that. Cause even though I've only been out here for a short time, it's exactly what I was hoping for and wanting. And that's just such a good feeling to know that what you think you want and what you've been working towards is what you want. And just trusting that part of yourself that tells you like you have that inherent knowledge of what you love and what you need in life. And even though you have self-doubt, being able to push past that and just really trust your gut is so important. And I'm just so grateful that I, I did this for myself. Wow. That's great to hear. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, uh, that is a message that is clear, um, through you, Johanna. And I think that's a message that the, the world really needs to hear. You know, that's, that's our mission at Passion to Brand is, is exactly what you just basically said. You, you felt this, this was something burning inside of you. And it was like, there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of unknown. Um, but but you just had this feeling that if you just pressed into it, it would, it would give you fulfillment, you know, give you what your, that's your soul and your, your body is craving. And, and I think, um, you know, that's such a, a testament, I mean, to, I mean, he, here's the story, ask the hardest thing that you've experienced with van life. And, and the, the reaction is the, the response was some, a lady told me that, uh, you know, she, she didn't perceive me as the person I am. You know, and yeah. here and here, you know, that's, that's, that's what you're, you're working on, right? You're working on finding who, who are you and, and being comfortable with, with who you are, however that looks in a van or back in a back home, you know, and, in, in a nice home, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Just finding yourself is such a um, powerful thing and something, something that obviously we want, you know, our listeners to, to really think about. And so I think you have such a powerful message that you're, 
you're bringing to, to the, your community. Uh, and I think your followers are truly, they're just blessed. They're blessed to, um, to be able to, to receive that on a, on a consistent basis. So I think that's so awesome. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I definitely think it's um, like this past couple of years too, with um, the pandemic and everything, I've really realized it's just lit a fire underneath me to like pursue what makes you happy at all costs because mm -hmm. nothing's guaranteed. Life is short. You just got to do it, even though it's hard and there's going to be um, scary times, and uncomfortable times. It's better than just sitting there and being like, well, I'll just keep doing what I've been doing because it's safe. And yeah. I know I can keep doing this, but yeah. yeah, you know, you never know if you never try. Yeah. Well, keep up that message, Johanna. I mean, that is, uh, that's, it's powerful and it needs to be heard. Even if you decide I'm not going to do reels to grow my following. Hey, you still got a good following right now that needs to hear that message and really would, would desire that message. So let me encourage you to keep, uh, keep that message strong and, and which I know you will. So I guess, um, what, what, what do you think? Uh, cause of course you, you want that mass message to be loud and clear. You want people to to resonate with your story, um, and, and in order that it might impact them as well. I mean, what other what tools or what do you think you're doing uh, and growing? Maybe in photography, what what types of things are you implementing today uh, in order to to maybe grow your platform or expand you know expand that reach? Yeah, absolutely. So I love being out here because it's really inspiring. Um, I am trying to take photography more seriously as well being out here. So um, collaborating with other artists that really inspire me has been awesome. I'm mm -hmm. hoping to upgrade my equipment, um, hopefully save a little bit of money since I'm not paying as much for rent anymore. Um, mm -hmm. I'm paying a lot in gas, so we'll see if that happens. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> either way. Yeah, hopefully yeah. we'll get to upgrade my equipment, um, learning about NFTs and stuff. That might be an avenue I decide to take. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of possibilities. Yeah, that's awesome. So is there, are, you had mentioned, I guess, your, your first brand deal. Are you still doing uh, brand partnerships? I mean, is, does that produce you a little bit of, of income? Um, here and there. I haven't done it in quite a while, um, especially because now I don't really have an address. Uh, gotcha. Well, I do, but yeah. it's back home. Um, but yeah. I, I don't really reach out to companies myself. That's something I've also thought about doing more of. I kind of just wait for people to come to me. And if it sounds um, interesting, I'll take it. I think, you know, having my job really makes it so that I don't feel hard pressed to get that type of work. So I'm curious, uh, how, how has it been for the business for Freedom Bands? Is it, is it, has your business grown a lot? Oh yeah. Their business just went crazy. Um, right after the pandemic. So it was quiet for a couple of months, I think in the beginning when people, you know, didn't really know what was going on. Um, but in 2020, around, I think it was June uh, or maybe May, business just started booming. Um, hmm. It was already doing very well before that, but it, it got crazy. And that's actually when we ended up having to hire an office assistant for me, basically. Hmm. Um, because I couldn't keep up with how many inquiries we were getting and just doing all the stuff. It just got so crazy. Looking ahead, looking down the road, can you, can you envision yourself moving away from that uh, type of, you know, that secure life, if you will, with a, with a job like that and counting on your photography and, and the work that it would bring in for you? Yeah, potentially. Um, I, don't really have many long-term goals at this point because I'm kind of just feeling this out. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be awesome. As I mentioned, I'm working hard at getting better and following my passions. And I think with that will come clarity on if that's something I want to do career-wise or if I want to, you know, do a whole 180 or if I want to stick with what I'm doing for quite some time. Um, I don't really know at this point, but I'm just sort of letting myself not know that and being okay with that and just enjoying my life as it is right now. Yeah, I guess my my question uh, would be, would there be anything um, looking back over this this journey that you've uh, had over these past, you know, I guess decade at this point, you know, when you were in college trying to figure out which degree you, uh, you flipped a coin and it was tails. So it's art, you know, and it's like, um, you know, you're like, I, I guess I'm getting an art degree and I'm going to, you know, do, do photography and got the job uh, with freedom vans and, and now take that job and be remote and in, in the van. Um, you know, when you, when you look back on your life, is there anything that you look back and say, man, I just wish, wish it would have been done different. I wish I had the guts to follow my gut, <laughs> the guts to follow my gut. <laughs> um, I wish I had, yeah, had the gumption to basically just do what I had always been wanting to do a little sooner. Um, I definitely feel like there's a few years of my life where I felt a little stagnant because I was just sort of, um, yeah, just kind of aimless. And there's a difference between, you know, letting the wind take me where it takes me and just not taking action on things because I don't know what's going to happen. And I was letting the fear of not knowing what's going to happen prevent me from doing anything. Mm -hmm. um, so I do feel like there was some, there was a time in my life where I kind of wish I'd just been like, who cares? Like, I don't care what happens. But, um, you know, that said, I feel like everything kind of happens for a reason. And I wasn't ready to do that at that time. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, Johanna, we're, we're excited to, to see you, uh, excited to see where you, uh, you end up this next year. Well, we do, we do appreciate you being on the, the show today. Um, and, and we know that there's a lot of people that are going to resonate with your story. A lot of people probably out there listening, seeing band life, um, and, and probably excited to follow along on your band life story because they're all, they're all different. So, uh, we appreciate you being on the show today. If you can kind of give, uh, give our listeners, um, an opportunity to, to follow along with you. What's the best way that they can follow along in your journey and, and, and get connected with you. You can find me on Instagram at johanna.hendrickson. That's uh, my Instagram handle and long. I'm also on Twitter as this is the hand man. <laughs> this is the hand man. That's awesome. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely recommend, uh, following Johanna and, and following her journeys. Um, post a lot of pretty pictures. I know not too long ago, I reached out to you and, ask where the heck you took that, uh, that photo. So if you are following along, don't be surprised when you see a beautiful photo show up on your feed. <laughs> I've, I've felt fallen sucker to that. So we appreciate, uh, appreciate you and, and your time with us today. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's, it's awesome. It was great having you. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the show this week. If you're not a subscriber to the passion to brand podcast, please do subscribe. If you're interested in being on the podcast, please write to me at brett at passion2brand.com or send me a message on Instagram at passion2brand. This episode was produced by Candace Bodenbender with Max Drive Marketing and music composed by Trevor Michael Music. Thanks again for listening.